Hi and welcome back to Adira the podcast. Since we will be doing a part two of our last episode, we will just put out a trigger warning again. Tonight with me again, my dear friend Devon and my lovely friend Addie. Hi. Hello. So we did end up the last episode talking about the relationships that we had to go through that were not so pretty. I am trying to put that in the most positive words I can. <laughs> we we spoke about it a little bit earlier and the three of us basically agree that we would like to turn the episode that we had before into a positive one. A way to kind of learn and grow from the experiences that exactly. we've had. Because When we came far. We came we from all, far. We yes. all came really, really far. That's yeah. true. I can tell for myself that I had to reinvent myself from yeah. from the start. I am not the same that I was before the relationship. I am definitely not the same that I was in the relationship. And I am still trying to find me back in some points. I am not a hundred percent the person that I do want to be. So I don't I don't know how it is for you, Addie. I think you can agree with me that this is a process that is not happening within months. This takes years. It's definitely not an easy one. You know, like I said, there's still little triggers or little things that put you off or make you scared or run away and hide in a corner. But there are a lot of the things that I had to put in place to ensure that, you know, I am better. I won't right. say the best version of myself, but a better version than what I was then. Mm -hmm. so, so you know what are some of the like strategies I guess that y'all could give us um, that people could use to kind of whenever they're feeling triggered or things you know bring back those memories what are some coping strategies maybe I can only speak from the point of view I am in right now with my current partner. Obviously, there are situations coming up that do trigger me. I know that for him it is really difficult to understand because he has not been in that situation. And obviously, right. he's not a narcissist, so he cannot even picture how it is to be right. a man treating a woman like that. And the strategies that I consistently have to go through is whenever I feel triggered with a situation that for him is just like the easiest thing I have to really express myself and explain to him yes. how it makes me feel why it makes me feel like this so this is also not that easy because not only I do have to relive the things that I went through but you also have to explain those horrible things to your new partner who deeply right. loves you And I always try to explain the things that happened to me in the most subtle way to him because obviously I don't want to hit him with the full truth. Right. I don't want to hurt him. Yeah. So that's one of the coping mechanisms I use in my current relationship, speaking out and yes. talking about it. Yeah. Well, that's good relationship practice in general. It's just like they're not going to know or understand if you don't vocalize where you're coming from and kind of, you know, your past experiences and why you may react the way that you do. But still, that was a learning process because I do remember in the beginning of our relationship, things happened that would block me and I completely freaked out. Like yeah. I, <laughs> you have no idea how how many times I ended this this relationship because I was triggered by something, um, and I mean that does hurt me because I am 
putting something on my partner that has to do with my past relationship. Right. And I don't want to put him through this because, like I said, he does not know and he does not do anything on purpose to hurt me. It's me being triggered by something that I did probably not entirely process until today. Yeah. So it's not, you don't end the relationship with a narcissist and basically everything is going to be fine from there. It is hard work. It's hard work on yourself. It's hard work in every new relationship. And I mean, not even just with my partner. It's hard work with every relationship, with friends, with family, with... Yeah, because you feel... I used to be the person coming out of that relationship with my ex, feeling and thinking that every person on earth would want anything bad to me. I did not trust anyone. I didn't even trust my family members back then. I completely isolated myself. I didn't want to spend time with anyone. So it is a process. (laughs) It is a process. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of time. And I think time helps a lot too, Mm -hmm. you know, in general, just Mm -hmm. from kind of creating a little bit of distance. from those relationships. I think for me, the most important change that I've made is to ensure that I've got people to speak to, you know, whether it is just to listen to their stories or their problems or something, but is not to isolate myself anymore. Um, So I've, you know, in the area that I'm staying, we have a tribe of women um, that has gone through a gazillion of issues themselves, but we found a way of being together Um, with a common goal we would go and walk in the afternoon and just talk about our issues and it might not you know it might not affect everybody that day but one person will be going through something and they need to speak so you allow them that space to talk so that they can feel you know that it's a safe environment and then when they go back home they can cope with whatever the issue is and yes you're not you're not going to solve the problem overnight you know you're not going to save every woman or person going through this but it's just to be there for other people and that created a safe environment for me because then it meant that I had people that I could turn to and speak to and you know I didn't have to tell anybody what I was going through I just had to be there for them or be um, circled by other women and then I felt safe so for me that that was my first step and just to hear you know just to hear compliments (laughs) that for me was was I like I must be honest I honestly still don't know how to really cope when somebody says oh but you're beautiful or you you know you are so cute or something so I always say I always have this excuse it's like Nora would say you know when you say her hair is pretty she says oh yes I washed it today but it's for me it it boils down to I need to give you an explanation of why to whatever it is that you are complimenting me on you know (laughs) like if somebody says oh but your eyes are so pretty then I say yeah the sun is eating it right or you know a photo that I've posted then I would say oh no I'm sure it's the app but you're always looking for something Mm -hmm. that explains the compliments yes Yes. yeah because you're still not used to it however I've learned that I actually have to start complimenting myself you know like look at yourself and say oh this is actually looking cute today or you know smile at the 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 mirror and just look at yourself and say it's not too bad it's actually looking nice um i was never allowed to you know um joke around with people and so forth so the the silliest thing for me now is to make a tiktok that people can laugh at yes and then to see everybody is complimenting it and i'm thinking from the first few views i had on the videos i thought no man this can't be you know look how stupid i look and i would criticize every single one 
to a point where I nearly deleted the the thing because you know, the app because I thought no man this you know mm-hmm. people people are just being silly this is really not they they can't enjoy this it's impossible and then I started enjoying it for myself right you know I started watching it myself I started enjoying it for myself yes. and to a point where when I speak to people now I hated the sound of my voice because I got told that I sounded like a squirrel my giggle was something that irritated oh. it sounded like somebody is scratching glass those were some of the comments that I, I love had. your giggle. <laughs> <laughs> so now when I when I laugh or something, you know, I actually make sure that I listen to myself so that yeah. I can tell myself I actually enjoy hearing you laugh because it's something that I wasn't used to. Yeah. You know, right. it's you were suppressed by whether it was my stepfather or, you know, the rest of them. I always had somebody telling me how bad it was or mm-hmm. how horrible it was mm-hmm. or how stupid you were or how you're not going to progress or yes. grow or so when you have a partner now that is supportive. Right. I have to think twice not to tell this poor person that you are completely stupid and get away from me. You know, you have to just sit there and go, okay, thank you. And I'd like to just just say thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah. And actually to go back and to say, you know, thank you, baby, for being so supportive. Yeah. Even if I don't believe it at that point, it's fine. Right. But he mustn't feel it. Yes. He must. Yeah. He must know that I'm appreciating yes. the right. effort he's putting in. You know. So to to work on the relationship in such a way that my partner does not feel isolated. Yeah. That my partner knows that his love for me is truly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to to make sure that he feels loved. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Because I always felt, even though I gave and I gave and I gave and I gave, the person always told me that it's not enough. Or exactly. You can't love properly and then oh the worst thing that you could ever have done to me was all the problems that I went through with my stepfather I opened up to these people Mm -hmm. and I told them and it was used as a weapon whenever they needed to prove a point you know and now I use that same weapons the same abuse I used to go through same everything I use that as a tool to strengthen me you know to say but I've gone through that I did. Yes, yeah. I went through it. Mm-hmm. But yes, it made me stronger. Absolutely. And yes, you know, I can help other women go through that's going through this to come out of it and support them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so so you don't feel that that is going to be the shoe that tramps on you anymore. Exactly. And and that's that's what I've been using as my my little coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I have become so strong. Like I feel it takes a lot to bring me down now. I don't yeah. even know if there's anything not absolutely tragical that could bring me down right yeah. now. And like you said, Eddie, the fact that hearing compliments is so hard because you struggled loving yourself so much for that part. You doubted yourself. Right. And I have been there too. I took over a year to really work on myself, to work on my self-love and my self-worth to the point where I stayed alone and single for that entire time because I had to love myself first before I was able to love anyone else. And I do remember you said anything about gifts. Until today, I feel like a word of affirmation or hearing from my partner um, that he's proud of me will always, always be a hundred times worth more than anything he could buy with money for me. Right, yeah. Yeah, there is, there is nothing. He could stay in front of me with a brand new car and at the same time tell me that he's proud of me. Hearing yeah. that he's proud of me, that will be so much more valuable for me than this car that he just bought. That's your that's your 
love language. Have y'all read that? Yes, the yeah, five love languages. languages. Yeah. Yes. Words of affirmation. That's definitely yours. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. My partner's is um, affection, like physical touch. Yeah. That's a bit tricky in a long distance relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it is. Y'all are kind of far away. <laughs> so, Addie, I, I have a question. If you would have to explain to someone who never had to deal with a narcissist and this person would have to help someone else, what would you tell them is the best way of supporting that person? Oh, that's a good one. One of the things is don't tell the person, you know, the first thing actually is don't ask the person, why have you not left? Because right. it's extremely difficult to leave because yeah. you make excuses before you even pack your bags. You already have a hundred. They're probably beating themselves up already for not leaving. So you definitely don't want to, to do that you know, yes, make them feel and, even more isolated. And you make excuses, you know, for, for why you shouldn't be leaving. So before you have your foot out of the door, you already have a thousand reasons why you must stay. Right. Because this person needs you because you love the person and, 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 you know, so don't ask that. Allow the person to speak without trying to solve their problems for them, you know, in between sentences. Yes. And I feel the most important thing is not only sit there and think that you're acknowledging what they're they're telling you speak it out right speak it out let the person know that you are listening that their emotions are valid that what they are going through is in matter of fact important right and that they are not alone but voice it out speak it out however however yeah. you can do it and that you love them and you support them and you're there for yes. them and Yes. regardless of what they choose you know like just to know that they have that support system there you have to keep in mind that this person most likely has been told for months and years that whatever they do believe is true is not right that person doubts everything yeah that they, they question are everything they question everything and i think it's just you know allow them if they want to be quiet allow them that quiet 10 9 out of 10 times they never had that quiet or they never you know if they had the quiet it was in forced on them. So right. if they say the one time out, allow them the time out. Yes. Allow yeah. them just to, to break away and to think about things, you know, and that person is going through a lot of overthinking. Right. So anything you do is, is like there's already 10,000 reasons why you are doing this in their heads. So just allow them the space. And then when they are ready to talk, be there. Exactly. You yes. know, I know it's difficult in this day and age because everybody is going through so much and everybody has got such a lot on their plates. But I, I think the most important thing is not to judge the person. Exactly. Yeah. A thing that I kind of do want to point out too is if you're sitting there with your friend and your friend is breaking down crying, explaining to you what happened to her or him, because let's be honest, it's yeah. not, we're not talking only about women who had to go through this with men. Yeah. Men had to go through narcissistic relationships with women too. But if that person breaks down in front of you crying, you don't know what happened in that relationship. Obviously, your first reflex is going to be to take this person in your arms and cuddle them. Please ask them if they are all right with that because if oh, that person yes. has been through anything, this could be such a trigger for them. Please, right. even if it's like your best friend and you feel like you have known her or him your entire life, ask them if they're okay with that and just don't put your arms around them right even if it's coming from the best place ever yeah i honestly never thought about that before 
Um, I really never thought about that before. I'm a hugger. COVID was tough. <laughs> um, but It was. But, yeah, I, I never really, I mean, I, yeah, I never really thought about how that could trigger someone who, if you've been in a relationship like that. If you if you pay attention to the person um, who you're trying to hug, you'll be able to see the right. minute you come close and the person flinches slightly. Right. You know, I've I've mastered the art of not having my whole body flinch anymore and just having you know I I pick it up sometimes with my eyes still. If if somebody was recording close to me, then I can see that oh shucks you know my eye showed that I wasn't wow. okay. But the person if the person did not pay attention, they miss it. Right. So yeah. you know so you. Now, physically, sometimes a person will just put their arm up or they'll step back slightly. Right. But they're doing it so quickly because you had to do it so many yes. times. You must right. you know so well. And and you don't want to, to do it in such a way to trigger the other person or upset the other person. So your flinching mechanism, you, you know, your flinching skills, sorry, not your flinching mechanism, but your flinching skills are so on point already that you know how to, to flinch away from somebody without upsetting the person or offend the person. So if you know that your friend has gone through something or they've just come out of a relationship that you didn't quite understand, right. um, but you see that they are still a bit weird, you know, um, I would put the label weird there for the me effect that I don't have any other word for it. Right. But if you see that they are acting in a certain manner, try to read their body language before going in and hugging. Um, I will hug a person that I'm comfortable with, but right. I need to be 100% okay with you. Yeah. Right. You know, I there's I've had instances before COVID and I have never been so happy about social distance in my entire right. life. <laughs> but yeah. that was my saving grace because yeah. now I have a reason to tell people, no, sorry, you can't have mm -hmm. me, you right. know, um, yeah. social distance. Yes. But before yeah. there wasn't that. So you flinched and I would offend so many people because they would think that, you know, I've got an issue with them. But it was never personal. It was just right. I've had so many things happen to me yeah. that unfortunately um, made my relationships with other people unstable. So to the people that, you know, have people gone through certain things and you're just not too sure, just read their body language. Yeah. And if you see there's the slightest flinch, don't hug the person. Right. Before yeah. asking them, yeah. Oh, that's great advice, yeah. So I would really like to end this on a positive note. What would you suggest anyone out there listening to us who had to go through this or is actually going through this right now? I think the day that I made the decision to turn things around, I started writing down, you know. So do that. Journal things. Um, because I had the type of partner that would go through my phones and go through my books etc I learned that I would write down something and burn it so but at least I got it out there so that's the first step learn to to get it out there whether it's writing it down whether it's talking to a person um, even in the smallest ways and then read up about you know other women watch episodes about other women going through it and know yes they're not going through the same thing as you and I know I never liked hearing that you are not the only person going through this, mm -hmm. you know. But in this case, after retrospection, know that there's definitely a lot of people, not just women, like Nora said, it's not just women, 
but there's a lot of people going through the same thing you are going through and that we are all here for you in yeah. whichever manner you can reach out reach out and even if it means that you can't get out of that situation now it's okay as long as you start healing exactly. from where you are yeah so yeah. you know and that is why reaching out to anyone is so important start talking to a person you know inbox a person um try to get one person even if it's just one person that you can trust so that you can open up to that person do not hold things in no you are not mad tell that to yourself over and over again and i promise you when you start journaling or start writing it down or even just stand in the bathroom and talk to yourself and replay a situation you will figure out no 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 it's not you it's mm-hmm. not you right you know yeah. but start that doing little, that find back that little strength that is left somewhere inside of you find yes. it back and, and start building it up and find your find your support system because there's always yes. a support system out exactly. there for sure and even if that support system might not be visible for you if you feel like you just need to vent or talk even if it's to a stranger our dms are yes. always open yes, if it's yes. over an email over our website if it's the dms on tiktoks or on instagram please just yes. don't hesitate we are living on two different time zones we are basically awake <laughs> 24/7 when it comes to that <laughs> there will always be there will always be someone answering to you so <laughs> yes yes It's not going to be an easy step, but it's a step in the right direction of exactly. just finding yourself again. Exactly. Yes. And if we if we can tell you something, we are still on the way, but we made it so far. Please believe in you that you are also able to do that. Yes, you are loved and you are worth it. Yes. Bye guys. Bye. Bye bye everyone.